Yo, what's going on, everybody? Welcome. Welcome, everybody, to the first ever episode of the Twitch Tech Podcast. I am White Shadow. If you guys are kind of new to the channel or new to this entire thing that we are doing, this is episode one. And with this podcast, we are going to be running through all of the technology that we use as streamers every single day and um, kind of going in depth with like what each thing does over the course of this entire podcast. For episode one today, we are going to be going over the basic starting gear, the essential basic starting gear, so you can get started um, streaming on Twitch. So, um, kind of to start out, we're gonna we're gonna talk about what I started with, and um, kind of just going going to go ahead and jump right into things here. So, I started streaming at about October 2015. Um, we started streaming right off my Xbox console. I was watching a guy by the name of King Gathalion. Um, he is a high-end, he's a top-end Destiny streamer. And um, basically what I did was, I was like, I kind of want to know how to get into this. So I started looking into streaming and I was like, oh, hey, I can stream to Twitch off my Xbox console. So I had an Astro A40 headset and um, didn't have a camera or anything like that. Oh, I, I had an Xbox Connect, but I never used it. And decided, okay, well, let's go ahead and um, start streaming. So I started streaming. I was doing a raid one day with Destiny. I started streaming off my console. Had people, some, some of my friends showed up. I was having a blast. And I just started streaming off my console. It was really fun um, over like a course of time. Um, and then I was like, I, I want to know how to get the flashy alerts and stuff like that. The uh, flashy graphics. How do I do all of that on Xbox? Did some more research. Found out you can't do that until you have a... PC. So um, that Christmas, I decided, hey, I'm going to go ahead and build my PC. And um, my grandparents helped me out. I, I've been building PCs for years, but I had sold all of the parts to kind of help pay for college and things of that sort. So my grandparents were like, hey, we'll buy you a PC for Christmas. You just spec it out. We'll get you all the parts and stuff like that. And then you can build it and start streaming because they wanted to support like my dream of streaming and stuff. So they did. Little did I know the specs that I had gotten for my streaming PC was not up to spec to stream and play games at the same time. I could stream console games, but I couldn't stream. I, I don't, I basically, I didn't know what I know now. So I'm um, kind of what we're going to do throughout this entire podcast is kind of educate you guys on how to really build your setups and what you need to really get started. Because I didn't know, even with all of my experience in the audio industry the PC industry and like building PCs. I've been doing this since I was like 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 years old. So, you know, I've got some experience, but streaming is a lot different than doing rendering. It's a lot different than just doing a podcast or a broadcast, like through just a microphone. You have a camera, you have an overlay, you're doing all sorts of different stuff that takes a lot of processing power. So we're kind of going to go through, um, the console streaming side and the PC building side and everybody we are streaming to Twitch right now for everybody that is in chat that has questions. I will get to those at the very end, but um, anybody that has questions through anchor or YouTube, you can either leave down questions down in the comment section, or I will leave my email for you guys to email as well. And um, to everybody on Twitch right now, if you want to get questions, you can tweet at me at whiteshadow underscore zero zero one. Leave a question in chat or email me. So 
let's go ahead and get started. We're going to start, start talking about console streaming today and the bare essentials that you need to get started there. So console streaming is pretty much the easiest part of streaming. Um, it's already got all the hardware there for you. It's already got Twitch baked in. It's got pretty much everything you need to get started streaming. I mean, it can accept um, USB microphones. It can accept USB webcams, things of that sort. Now, the thing I recommend most that you need when doing a console streaming is, of course, you need an Xbox or a PS4. You cannot stream to Twitch off of a Nintendo console because it's not baked in. You will need a PC to capture that in order to stream those games. So PC, uh, PS4 or Xbox One. And those are pretty powerful consoles. I would recommend either the PS4 Pro or the Xbox One X because they have extra processing power. But we'll get into all of the processing power and stuff in a different podcast. But just know that those are the two top tier consoles to get started streaming off of. Second thing you will need is a microphone or a decent headset mic. And um, basically what you need to get started with the console streaming with a headset mic or a microphone, the two I recommend is going to be a Blue Yeti. One, because the Blue Yeti is one of the best microphones out there on the market. And True Gaming, I'm gonna go ahead and stop here for a second. True Gaming, thank you for that raid on Twitch. You guys are amazing. We're talking tech today, guys. And um, this is the Twitch Tech Podcast. Thank you guys for coming in. Avocados. Okay. For everybody listening on Anchor, because I will be having, I will have this posted to Anchor, guys. Um, I just got raided, so I was shouting out that raid. But anyways, let's continue going. We we're talking about the microphones and stuff that you can use on consoles to start streaming. So you can use a Blue Yeti on Xbox One or PS4. They do accept USB microphones. There was an update to the um, API through the Xbox or PlayStation 4 dashboard that will accept external USB microphones. You can use pretty much any ones out there, but the one I recommend is the Blue Yeti, simply because it's kind of the most available out there. Um, and Blue actually recently came out with a microphone called the Blue Yeti Nano, which is a little bit cheaper, but it's got a higher quality condenser capsule in it. So in my opinion, it sounds a little bit better than the Blue Yeti, but it doesn't do as much. So that's kind of up to you guys. Those run anywhere from 99 to 100 bucks. The thing I started with um, when I was streaming was an Astro A40 headset. I had the Mixamp, I had the Astro A40 headset. It's got a pretty decent um, headset microphone that you can use. Ooh, you have a smooth voice. Thank you. Um, but the Astro A40 headset is actually really good for broadcasting. It has, they really took the time to develop the microphone for the Astro A40 headset because it was built for competitive purposes. So it's got a decent mic. It's not the quality of a Blue Yeti, but if that's all you have, run with it. Basically, when it comes to streaming, guys, I'm gonna kind of get off topic here for a second, is when you're looking for technology to get started, you're seeing all of this flashy stuff out there in the world. You're seeing all of the um, top tier streamers using like really expensive microphones, like the one I'm using. I use a Rode Procaster now. You see their PCs, they've got like a maxed out spec PC. They've got dual Titans or dual 1080 TIs. They've got a 18,000 core processor. It's just, it's crazy. They've got all sorts of stuff out there. You don't need to worry about that when you get started. Bare essentials. Headset microphone, if that's all you got, run with it. If you have a Blue Yeti laying around, run with that. If you can only stream off your console and you can't buy a PC quite yet, 
go ahead and run with that. At least you're streaming, right? At least you're streaming. Now, the next thing we're going to talk about um, here for console streaming is, of course, webcam. Um, so most of the consoles nowadays, or they used to come with a um, camera. So like the Xbox One had the um, Kinect. You can use that. Um, the PlayStation 4 has the PlayStation Eye camera or something like that. So you can use those. But the one thing that I would recommend is using a C920 from Logitech. That is probably the most widely used camera on Twitch. And for good reason, it does a solid signal 1080p. 30 frames per second, or it can do 720p, 60 frames per second. Great camera. Um, that's what I'm using right now. It looks fine. It's pretty great quality. I mean, you can tune the settings on a PC that you can't do on a console. So that's one upside to a PC streaming platform. I'll get into that side in a second. Um, but the C920 will work on both Xbox One or PlayStation 4 simply because... They have updated their the Twitch actually updated their API to accept a camera feed. You can pretty much use any camera out there that you want that is USB compatible with the console, but I recommend the C920 because they're relatively cheap and they provide a good video feed. Now, with that being said about the camera, you don't always have to use a camera, and here's why: a lot of successful streams out there don't use cameras. And getting started on a console, you really just want to focus on getting your feet wet with streaming. You want to perfect your craft. You want to get started going like you're just you're testing the waters. That's kind of what console streaming is like. You're not really going to build a huge base off of it because eventually you will upgrade to a PC base. Just like I did. I mean, I like I said I, earlier, I started out with streaming from my Xbox One. I didn't have a camera. I was using my Astro A40 headset, and I just streamed. I had chat up on my phone, and I would read what little chat I had at the beginning off of my phone. Very weird setup. Not optimal whatsoever, but I was streaming. I was getting my feet wet. I was starting my base there. Over time, guys, and I cannot stress this enough, over time, you will want to build a PC. Don't do what I did and be like, I'm going to go ahead and build this PC right away because PCs are expensive. And you want to make sure, you want to do your research, you want to make sure that your PC is properly specced. So kind of transitioning away, say you're ready to upgrade to that PC stream or you want to go ahead and you have enough money but you think you have enough money and you want to go ahead and jump in and get your PC. We're going to break down each piece of the PC right here and why you need it. So for PC streaming, it's a little bit more involved. You're going to need some software. So that's OBS, SLOBS. There's um, tons of other options out there for streaming. There is XSplit. There is, oh God, what's that new one? Bebo. That's another um, software, so get familiar with those. Do your research on those before you even build a PC stream setup. Get familiar with those. Learn all you can so you can kind of have that extra thing. Because what happened with me, and I'll kind of tell you what happened um, with my whole streaming career. When I built my PC, I was like, great, I have my PC. Now, now what do I do? So I spent three and a half weeks. I hadn't even streamed or played a game on this thing yet. I spent three and a half weeks 
With OBS, learning the ins and outs of OBS and what it would take for me to stream a PC game, and then I learned real quick that I couldn't because my PC was only a Core i5, it was a four core processor. You need at least a six core processor or a multi-threaded processor to handle a stream. We'll get into the threading and all of that stuff. I had a AMD R9 390, which is a pretty good graphics card at the time that it came out. I mean, the 970s were out, the 980s were out. The best graphics card at the time was a 980 Ti, but I didn't have the money to afford that right now. So I went with an R9 390 because I got it on Black Friday for like 270 bucks. So pretty, pretty awesome little graphics card for that money. I had eight gigs of RAM and I had, let's see, I had a decent motherboard. I had a decent um, processor cooler. And um, I didn't have enough money left over when I built this PC to get a capture card. So I couldn't even stream a console game. I had to go and save up more money from my job to buy a capture card to be able to stream my um, games because I figured out uh, I can't stream PC games with this PC. So do your research. So let's go ahead and break down what I would recommend you to have as an optimal streaming PC. Okay, so starting out with the processor, which is arguably one of the most important pieces of gear or hardware parts in your PC setup. And going back to the console for a second, those consoles were specifically built for gaming and multitasking and a lot of other stuff. So they have the processing power to do this. Fun fact about pro um, the processors in those consoles, they are AMD Ryzen-based processors. Now they are, they didn't used to be. So with the processor that, you, that I would recommend you to have on a PC streaming platform is a Ryzen 1600X or equivalent. If you can get this for a decent price, they're going for right around 165 right now. Um, that is a great processor because it's six cores and 12 threads. And you're probably like, why shadow? Dude, what does cores and threads mean? Let me tell you here. Okay, so the cores are the main pieces here. The, that's what does the processing i7s of recent or past i should say are four cores eight threads your newer amds are either four two four six eight ten sixteen twelve thirty two it, it gets crazy so what the cores do is they basically do all the processing the threads is basically the processes that the cores can do so you split the processes of the cores and I'm making this as simple as I possibly can. It basically handles all the processing and the encoding and makes your stream look pretty and spit it out back out to Twitch. Encoding a Twitch stream takes a lot of processing power. So you want at least a six core processor, the 1600X or the Intel 8700K to be able to make your stream play the game that you're doing, encode the stream at the resolution that you want it to be at, and then spit it back out to Twitch. It's a lot of stuff going on in the background. Plus all of the external programs that you are, or the extra programs that you are using. So normally when I'm streaming, I have Chrome with about three or four tabs open. 
I've got my streaming software going. I've got my game running. I've got my bot running to run the chat stuff. I've got Spotify going, Discord's up if I'm talking to somebody. It's processing the audio from the game that I'm playing as well as the audio from Spotify, as well as the input audio from my microphone and the interface that I'm running over here, let alone a lot of the other background processes that you have. So having a good processor is key here, guys. So 1600X or equivalent, you can get the newer version of that, the 2600 or the 2600X for a little bit more money. Processor is very important. 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 I can't talk today. So get yourself a decent motherboard to go along with that. When you're getting a motherboard, guys, you can usually get these things bundled together normally. Um, the 1600X, I know you can get right now bundled at like Amazon or a micro center or something like that. Um, for a pretty decent price, I think it's like 250 bucks gets you a motherboard and a 1600X or the equivalent pro processor. I'll talk about my streaming PC here in a second. That's something that you guys might want to look into as well because now all of the parts that I have is pretty decently priced and would be a good beginner setup as well. So decent motherboard. I'm kind of brand agnostic when it comes to motherboards and things of that sort. MSI, Asus, Gigabyte, um, all of those are really, really good choices. I do recommend Asus just because I like their products a little bit better. They do have better... Um, stability in terms of their processes and all the stuff and they have a lot of good features on their motherboards um but i'm really it, when it comes down to it price is kind of the thing here so get a decently priced i know asrock has a good priced motherboard for ryzen so next thing this is a this is another another big one for you guys is the ram so streaming also takes a lot of memory and RAM is random access memory. This is basically what helps keep the apps open and it helps all everything talk to each other. And on Ryzen, if you're using a Ryzen-based processor, RAM really matters because of the way the Ryzen cores talk cr cr eh, crosstalk to each other. And this is also going to help things like the graphics card be able to utilize more speed in order to make your game run better it's it's a whole big concoction of things that you guys got to pay attention to when building your streaming pc so i recommend at least 16 gigabytes of ram and here's why all of those applications that you are running take up a lot of memory eight gigs is not enough to run a game to run your streaming software to run your chrome window to run your bot all of the stuff that you need for a streaming platform let alone if you have animated overlays on your stream and that's this thing see how it says twitch tech podcast above me if you're on anchor you won't see that but your overlays do take up cpu power your broadcasting software does take up a lot of ram it, it all of it is a huge concoction of stuff so at least 16 gigs of ram here guys and on ryzen the RAM speed matters, so I recommend 3000 megahertz or higher. 3200 megahertz is suggested because it does, that's kind of the sweet spot, but at least 3000 megahertz or higher. I'm using 3000 megahertz RAM on my Ryzen processor right now, and it does just fine. So, going down to brands and stuff like that, 
yet again, Ram doesn't really matter. The branding, um, kind of the top tier brands right now is Corsair, G-Skill. Um, I'm trying to think of the other one. Team Group, Team Ram is really good. And something I will say about buying Ram for Ryzen, make sure it's they say it's built for Ryzen because not all Ram brands will work for the Ryzen processors. When you're buying a PC in general, do your research on the RAM because they really manufacturers need to put this out there more. But you're new to this, you don't know what the heck you're doing, and you see this RAM and you're like, oh, that'll work. And then you figure out this will not work for Ryzen. Now you're you don't have your RAM, you have to send it back, you have to wait, and that's less time that you have on camera. You just you want to make sure all of your parts are compatible with each other. And I would suggest going to PC part picker and um building your thing that way because most of the time pc part picker will tell you the ram that is compatible for your processor or your system so pc part picker is a really good tool for all of you beginners out there i still use it today to build lists for people when they are purchasing um, new parts so um the next thing on the list here is a decent graphics card and the graphics card is kind of a Another big key factor in building your PC because if you're going to be streaming or playing a lot of games, you want decent frame rates. And granted, the 1060 that I'm going to recommend you here isn't like the best graphics card in the world, but we're going for budget stuff here starting out. Over time, your PC will grow and build with you. You don't want to break the bank right at the beginning unless you just have a ton of money laying around. So, Decent graphics card, I recommend a 1060, or if you really just want to go AMD, get an AMD 5, RX 580. Both of these will do a solid 1080p at 60 frames per second on most titles at either ultra, high, or medium graphics. It just depends on the game that you play. Um, I know a 1060 will do Destiny 2 on high graphics at a solid t on 1080p, 60 frames per second, which is kind of... For a budget graphics card, that's pretty nice. You can get one of those for like 250 right now. Same goes for the RX 580. Um, and the other cool thing about this is if you aren't streaming a game and you wanted to do a podcast like we are doing here, that NVIDIA 1060 will be able to help encode your stream better when you're not using it for gaming. So it it's kind of a double-sided piece of your hardware. And... I would recommend getting a decent monitor if you're going to have a graphics card like this. Get a graphics card and get a decent monitor at least 75 hertz or above so you can enjoy those refresh, that nice refresh rate and the nice um, FPS, frames per second. Couldn't think of the uh, word there. But yeah, graphics cards, very important. Um, just do your research on those. Brands really don't matter. I mean, some brands look nicer. If you really want to go for a certain look, of course, you're going to go for aesthetics over everything else. But I recommend for NVIDIA, EVGA, ASUS, Gigabyte, and MSI. That's kind of the top. For AMD, I recommend ASUS, Sapphire, XFX, and uh, I think that's about it. I mean, MSI and Gigabyte are pretty good, but they don't spend a lot of time with AMD cards as the others do. So keep that in mind when purchasing a graphics card. Now... Another big important thing that you guys want to look for when you're building your PC here. You need some storage space because over time, you're going to have overlay graphics. Over time, you're going to have a bunch of games piling up in your hard drive. 
Uh, if you pl have a bunch of programs, I mean, the updates and stuff with Windows, just kind of a conglomerate of everything. If you like to record your streams and spit them back out to YouTube or something like that, which you can do, you're going to need some storage. So I recommend one to two terabytes of storage. And you can get those relatively cheap. Uh, one to two terabytes is what I started out with. I started out with a two terabyte Seagate hard drive. I got for like 60 bucks on Amazon. Relatively cheap for two terabytes. Years ago, you couldn't even get that. So two terabytes of storage, 60 bucks. You can do that. If you want more, if you have a bit extra laying around, you can throw another two terabytes in there or get yourself a solid state drive. But starting out, just bare minimum, two terabytes. And then we're kind of going for budget here. But that's it. That's about it for the storage front. Now, last piece inside of the PC. If you are streaming console games, do not do what I did and forget your capture card. I cannot stress this enough because I forgot to include this into the budget and I didn't get to stream at all because I, I can only stream console games. I couldn't stream anything without my capture card. So make sure you budget for this because they are a little bit expensive and do not skimp and get a crappy capture card. The reason for this is because if you're trying to capture your Xbox One or PlayStation 4 and the capture card does not support the high definition codecs that the console spit out, then you are kind of dead in the water and you're not going to be playing your console games and boom, you're done. You're not going to be able to stream anything unless you want to do podcasts for the rest of your life. So get yourself a decent capture card, budget for it, save up for it and do what you got to do. But if you're streaming console games and that's what you like to do, and there's tons of great titles on console, especially the new Spider-Man game that just came out that I really want to play. Get yourself a capture card, and I recommend Elgato HD60S, or if you want an internal capture card, get the HD60 Pro. I personally use the Pro, worth every bit, and it has come down a ton in price since they first came out. Elgato is probably one of the best out there. There are other companies like Evermedia. There are other... Um, there's another one called Magewell. That's a very high-end capture card. I would not recommend buying one of those to start out with. But Elgato and Avermedia are your top two when it comes to budget graphics cards. They still are going to set you back at least $100 to $150, if not $200. So it's a pretty expensive piece of gear. Would recommend it if you were streaming console games. And I'll probably have to show you guys how to set that up at some point in the near future, but we will not do that on the podcast. So next thing you're going to need, of course, is a mouse and keyboard of choice, whatever you guys want on that front and a decent monitor. Like I said earlier, monitor is kind of important because that's what you look at. You need it to kind of look at your, the stuff that you're doing at some point in the future, you're going to want to upgrade to two monitors, but for now, just if, unless you have the budget for it, keep it at one. So the monitors as important as the rest of the gear there. So PC streaming, you have your setup done. Now you have to start thinking about, do I want a camera? Do I want a green screen? What kind of microphone should I use? So you have your PC built and ready to get going, but you forget, hey, uh, okay, I kind of want to have a camera. So the camera I would recommend is the same one that I recommend using for the console streaming setup, C920. The Logitech C920 is probably one of the best cameras on the market when it comes to USB webcams. 
you can go with a ton of other options. Pro streamers use a capture card with a DSLR. That's an expensive setup. That's at least $1,000 or it's anywhere from $500 to $1,000 to do a DSLR setup. So C920, 50 bucks right now on Amazon. Plug it, tune the settings a little bit to your happiness level and start streaming. C920 is a great, great, great camera. I haven't had really any issues out of it. I have two of them and I, I use the other one for different reasons. I purchased that later on, but the C920 is a fantastic camera. Top tier streamers even today still use it. And I would purchase the C920 over the C922 because the C922, the only reason why it's so much more expensive is because it will do the background removal green screen that does not work very well. So C920, stick with it, love it, use it. Use it for as long as you possibly can, but be careful with this thing because there is one little back background thing to the C920. Make sure you are using the Logitech G software, the gaming software, not the legacy camera software that Logitech has on their website. Use the Logitech gaming software. Reason I say that is, the C920 can become overloaded um, with the old program, um, especially with the new Windows updates and stuff that we have on uh, the create fall, the fall Creators update. I think the first one was the one that did it. They tried to fix it with the more recent updates, but it still has an issue. Use the Logitech G software, simply because the old software will overload the camera and it will cause your system to blue screen. And it's happened to me multiple times until somebody was like, oh, by the way, Use a Logitech G software and you won't have that issue. Downloaded it and it fixed it right away. So forewarning on that front, just it, nothing to the C920. It's just the software that it used was out, kind of outdated and they moved everything over to the newer stuff. So keep that in mind. Now for microphones, tons of options here. And you can kind of get overwhelmed with microphones when it comes to building your setup. For me, when I started uh, researching all of this stuff, I was, of course, having the audio background that I had, I automatically knew, okay, I'm going to need an XLR setup at, at some point in my life, but I don't have the money for that. So let's go with Blue. Blue is a very good company and they make a phenomenal USB microphone. And at the time that I purchased this thing, the Blue Yeti was really the only name in USB microphones on the market then. Um, since... 2015 when I first started streaming the Blue Yeti has kind of become the benchmark for USB microphones but the Blue Yeti isn't the best anymore but at the time I purchased this the Blue Yeti was the best USB microphone you could get so I do still recommend the Yeti it's a great starter microphone it's a fantastic microphone in general if you tune the settings you can get a ton of pro quality out of it there is one uh, downfall to it, and that does it does capture a lot of noise. But they have since then come out with a newer model called the Yeti Nano, which is just a condenser mic. The thing about the Yeti is that it captures multiple patterns of sound, and some of those can leak through the other microphones. So the Yeti Nano is a fantastic option. It's ninety nine bucks, even cheaper than the Yeti. Um, but do your research on this, guys. There are tons and tons and tons and tons and tons, I can't stress that enough, of USB microphones on the market. Uh, I recently did a review of a $47 off-brand uh, 
over it's it came from overseas it's called a fifine k670 it's 47 dollar mic and it sounds great you can find budget options out there uh if you are on a budget i would recommend going after that or a snowball as much as i hate to say it i loathe the snowball's existence but it does serve a purpose for the budget market so do your research and when you're purchasing a microphone this it, we'll get into this more in depth in another podcast but for all of you starters out there that are wanting to stream but you're in an apartment or you don't have a controlled space to really stream listen to your surroundings when it comes to streaming and really kind of get a feel for okay if i talk pointing at this wall my voice bounces and causes an echo you're going to want to make sure you don't have a ton of echo or extra noise coming in like an air conditioner if you're uh married and have kids or you have kids running around like brothers and sisters or whatever make sure your kids aren't running in and screaming because that will cause an ear splitting noise for your viewers and they're going to want to leave i've had it happen to me when i had the yeti i have kids um just make sure your surroundings will fit the microphone that you buy there are options out there for dynamic microphones which can cut down on noise I do recommend looking at an audio, I don't even know the model number of it, but it's an Audio-Technica uh, dynamic microphone for like 70 bucks on Amazon and it is USB and it is also XLR. I w I'm going to start recommending that one to people because it's a good upgrade path for a microphone. Just do your research. We'll do another podcast on this one for between condenser style mics and dynamic mics because there's a huge difference between the two. If you have a lot of noise, get a dynamic. If you don't have a lot of, it's 64 right now. So uh, everybody on uh, Anchor, somebody in my chat just said it's $64 right now. And it is the Audio-Technica ATR 2100 USB. So there you go. So uh, microphone, like I said, difference between condenser and dynamic. Just kind of starting out here. Dynamics are good for blocking noise condensers are better for capturing a ton of noise so if you have a studio with a controlled environment or you have an office you're probably going to want to go condenser because you don't have all of the additional noise i still think dynamics are better but that's a whole nother topic for a different podcast so getting off topic there okay so you probably watched a lot of streams up to this point um, we're transitioning away from the microphone here green screen that's something else you got to kind of think about is, okay, do I want a green screen? Is it something that I'm really going to want to need or do I want to show off my setup? Do I want to show off? I, I've seen a ton of people have like Funko Pops and stuff behind them. If you've got a lot of cool swag items that you've gotten from conventions or you're a collect, say you collect Funko Pops or action figures or you have a bunch of plush dolls or you're a big Pokemon fanatic or a Gundam fanatic and you have a ton of memorabilia from those respective things, you might not want a green screen and that's perfectly fine. But those of you that do, like myself, if I were to pull back my green screen right now, I have my apartment. I'm in the living room. I have a couch behind me. You can see the TV. You can see the kids' toys back there. So I want to block all of that out for you guys, unless you just want to look at it. That's fine. So green screen for me was a no brainer. I needed it because my wife is like, I don't want them seeing all of the stuff behind you. My house is a mess. So I was like, okay, well fine. Let's get a green screen. That's fine. Let's do this. So I got the green screen. It's great. 
tons of broadcasters out there don't use one. It's kind of up to you. To me, a green screen provides more immersion fuel. So it's got that aspect for it. You have more screen real estate for the game or the thing that you're doing. And um, it just kind of creates like fun little things. Like one time I wore a green shirt on stream and I was a floating head for the entire stream. There have been times where I haven't used the green screen because I wanted to include my family and my surroundings with the stream. And that was a thing that I can do. It's just kind of up to you. Green screens are purely optional and it's something that's kind of along your upgrade path. Like I said, starting out though, going back to the console streaming, you're not going to need any of that other stuff. So starting from console is really the sweet spot. You want to get your feet wet and then you want to save up your money and upgrade to that PC that I said. So let's kind of recap that PC streaming build Ryzen 1600 X or equivalent. That's a six core, 12 threaded processor. If you wanted to go more, you can go eight cores, 16 threads. I would not go anywhere underneath that simply because streaming takes a lot of resources. Decent motherboard of your choice. Make sure it fits the processor that you are using. Utilize PC part picker for that. 16 gigs of RAM or more and a 3000 megahertz bare minimum clock speed or higher. I suggest 3200 if you're using Ryzen. Decent GPU. So you can go AMD RX 580 or an NVIDIA 1066 gigabyte. If you don't have enough in your budget and you have to get something underneath that, 1050 Ti. Bar none, 1050 Ti. Don't even think about anything else unless you really like AMD than an RX 570. Next, one to two terabytes of storage. You can get more if you have the budget for it, but I just suggest that because it is relatively cheap right now. If you're streaming console games, you will need an HD60S Pro or the Avermedia equivalent capture card. And of course, you need a mouse and keyboard of your choice. You don't really have to break the bank on that. There's tons of budget options out there if you don't have the budget for it. If you have a budget for it, get a mechanical keyboard and a decent optical style mouse. And then, of course, a monitor. If you have the budget for it, two monitors. I will suggest two monitors at some point in the future, but we'll do an advanced setup in another podcast. Then, if you're considering it, use a camera. Some people use it, some people do not. I suggest the C920. Microphone, uh, this is kind of an essential piece of gear. Blue Yeti or the Yeti Nano, both great. You can also use the ATR2100 if you just prefer a dynamic mic. And kind of going back to that for a second, that is a good upgrade path because it can utilize USB or XLR, so it can be your first XLR mic as well. And then optional is green screen. If you have the budget for it, you can find these relatively cheap on Amazon with a stand included like the one I'm using here. I got for like 18 bucks plus the stands were 20. So 38 bucks total. That's up to you guys though. If you don't want to use it and show off your backgrounds or whatever, perfectly, perfectly fine. But that is basically the bare essentials that you guys needed to get started streaming. And I'm, I kind of want to, sit back and talk to you guys about another piece of gear that is often overlooked when it comes to building a setup. Don't forget a chair. Don't do what I did. Do not forget a chair because for the first two or three, no, it wasn't three. It was like two, one and a half years that I was streaming. I was sitting on an old wooden antique chair and I had to freaking buy a 
cushion. I was sitting on pillows. It was the most uncomfortable. I have like severe back issues from this now. Don't forget a chair. Save yourself and buy a decent office chair, even if it's one from Staples for like $20 or $30. And it was it was awful. The antique chair was not fun. I was sitting on my kitchen kitchen table chair. Um, I actually pulled my wife's recliner. She had a new recliner that she bought and she hasn't actually sit on that thing since, but I pulled it over here and like fit it in between the couch, which is right behind me and my streaming setup. And I sat on that for the longest time. So please invest, save your back, save your butt, save your legs, save yourself and get a decent chair. I promise you, I promise you, you will love it. <laughs> I promise it's a worthwhile investment. Um, Ikea has great chairs too. They are relatively cheap and they will save your back. It's better than an old wooden antique chair. So yeah, that's one very highly overlooked piece of gear and kind of going into like the whole budgeting thing. When you're starting out, you kind of really want to budget your gear. You don't want to break the bank. You'll, you're going to go on Twitch for the first time and you're going to be watching the stream and be like, oh, how did he get all of that stuff? Or how did she get all of that stuff? What kind of gear are they using? You're going to start researching this gear and say, man, this costs thousands of dollars. You don't need to go and spend thousands of dollars starting out on Twitch. Twitch is a time thing. Your stream is going to build with time. Your setup is going to build with time. Start small, go big later. Start small, go big later. I started from console. I built my gaming PC, I guess you could call it. I streamed console games for the longest time. I couldn't, couldn't enjoy a PC game because I didn't do my research on streaming beforehand. I thought I knew everything and I was like, I got this. I'm going to build this PC. We're going to get started streaming like this. Make sure you do your research. Start small. Work your way up. If you have a laptop that has a decent processor and you want to just stream console games, get a capture card, use your laptop, stream console games. If Use what you have, guys. If all you have is a headset mic, and granted, I streamed with a headset mic for, I don't know how long, seven months before I got the Yeti. Use it. Use what you have. And the biggest misconception on Twitch and streaming today is I need everything right now. Don't, don't do that. Don't break your budget. Don't put yourself in debt over something. Build it with time. Don't go out and buy like the most top tier processor in the world. And then the rest of your PC gets skimped left out. Budget, make everything balanced upgrade over time and you're going to when you're really going to want to research stuff when you're building a PC especially upgrade paths so upgrade paths for your processor upgrade paths for your graphics card ram if i buy this processor right now will the motherboard support it for the next 2 or 3 years i would say with ryzen right now we're looking at a 2020 support because the way they have run it Intel is usually every two years that processor line will get phased out. So keep that in mind when researching stuff and uh, make sure your RAM is going to be compatible and make sure your graphics card has an upgrade path as well because you don't want to be stuck with a graphics card for seven or eight years. You want to make sure you're going to be able to upgrade that thing when it becomes time to. So especially if you guys do a lot of other stuff than streaming, but 
this is pretty much the bare essentials to streaming and um, what you need to get started. Everything that I've listed here, everything that we've kind of talked about in future podcasts, of course, this is just the beginning one to get everything started. I kind of wanted to educate you guys on like what I recommend to get started streaming, but um, that's pretty much it right now. I'm going to go ahead and kind of open this up to chat. We're going to have a little chit chat with you guys and see what you guys really think or what you could have done different when you started streaming with your setups. So if you have any questions or if you just want to tell me about your setups and let's talk about it real quick. I'll leave it open to you guys. And I know I saw, I think I saw a question earlier. Let's see. Let's see, oh, you have a smooth voice. That's one part of it. That's a good piece of your setup is your voice. But yeah, guys, uh, honestly, I think ergonomics is vastly overlooked, overlooked thing in streaming. Uh, James, what do you mean by that? What do you mean by that, bud? Okay, so Asian anime dude has a question for us here. It says, so I know you love the Procaster. Do you feel there is a significant difference between going audio interface plus Procaster versus the podcaster? To answer that question from a pure streaming standpoint, yes. Okay, so the inter audio interface plus the Procaster, you have preamps in that interface and the preamps can actually make your voice sound warmer. So it's just the mic is only one part of the equation. With the podcaster, you kind of get the most, um, you just get the sound that they wanted straight from the pod, like the USB interface. And it can sound honestly somewhat teeny at times. And there's not a lot of tuning that you can do on the software side. Yes, you can add a noise gate. Yes, you can add a, um, what do you call it? A um, compressor and things of that sort to a, the USB mic. But I prefer having more tunability and having more expandability with an XLR setup. So the Procaster plus an interface to me provides a smoother vocal experience, in my opinion, than just going straight USB podcaster. So going back to James um, ergonomics thing, he said proper chair, proper microphone positioning so you're not leaning into the mic, et cetera. And that's, that's a good thing for uh, starters out there, um, kind of getting away from like the pure tech specs of your stream and what you should be looking at. Yes, a proper chair with good ergonomics and a proper microphone positioning. So like with either a boom arm or a stand or something of that sort, make sure it's going to be able to pick you up when you're speaking into it. So like right, like I have mine here, if you're on Anchor, you won't see this, but I have my microphone pretty much right in front of me and I'm leaning back in my chair comfortably. So just keep that in mind and um, just kind of analyze your space when you're looking to build your setup here. Uh, Shino7 says, where would you go from Blue Yeti as a worthwhile upgrade? So if you're looking to upgrade from a Blue Yeti, you really like going back to kind of analyzing your space. You can go one of two ways. You can either go, if you don't have a ton of space, maybe go for a more professional style USB microphone. And there are tons of great options out there. There's the Rode NT1. There's the Bayer Dynamic Fox, which I honestly think provide a better audio quality than a Blue Yeti. There are the um, Editor's Keys SL600, which I think is a better studio condenser mic than the Blue Yeti. Um, 
if you are um, looking to go dynamic, there's the Razer Siren Elite, which has the same exact audio signature as a Shure SM7B, but it's all USB. You can go the Rode uh, Podcaster, which is a great dynamic mic, or you can go to a XLR setup and you have thousands of options. So you can go with a mixer setup or you can go with an interface setup and then a microphone of your choice. There are literally thousands of options going XLR. So in my, in my mind, a worthwhile upgrade in the long run going forward would be go, to go to an XLR setup because you can get a mixer or interface that will last you a long, long time. And then you can kind of mix and match microphones as you see fit. You can try out a bunch of different stuff. With a USB mic, you're kind of limited. So going XLR microphone would be a more worthwhile upgrade. In this one, you would have to do your research. You would have to think of the harmonics of your room. You would have to think like, okay, if I'm going to move in six months, I'm going to be in a new apartment. You have to think long term and start really thinking about the space that you are streaming in. Do you want to fine tune your audio more? And just kind of do your research and think about what you really want to accomplish with your stream. But in my mind, to answer your question, XLR setup, worthwhile upgrade. And kind of a worthwhile upgrade going from a Blue Yeti in the XLR space would be a Audio-Technica AT2035 with a decently priced interface. I use an M-Audio M-Track 2x2, or my current interface is a Creative Sound Blaster K3+. Plus because both of those provide enough power for either a dynamic mic or a condenser style mic. All right, so Asian anime dude says, okay, because I'm debating between whether I want to go for audio interface plus Procaster or just Mixer personally, and it's been great to be honest. Oh, and I just read the one behind Ethan, Procaster or just Podcaster for straight USB. That's a perfect answer. Awesome, dude. I'm glad I can help you with that. Uh, James says, I'm rocking the Procaster Plus Mixer personally, and it's been great. He did remove the mixer at one point. It might have been a disaster. Asian Anime, dude, the expandability is really good. Point, you've convinced me, definitely. Okay, cool, man. That's awesome. Um, any other questions in chat as far as it goes for, like, starting streaming? Like, okay, so let me ask you this, guys. Let me ask you guys a question. What did you guys start with in terms of streaming? Like, what was your beginning setup? Did you start from console? Because I started from console. I started from an Xbox console with a headset mic. Um, then I went to a PC setup, and then I upgraded that setup over time. So what did you guys start with? I'll kind of give you guys a second here to answer that question. And keep in mind, I'm going to edit all of this and put it out to Anchor. So Dust to Design says, I started from PS4, then to Mac, laptop, and then to a PC. And that brings up an interesting thing that I want to talk about for a second. Mac, Mac streaming. This will be a whole podcast topic by itself. Mac streaming is really freaking hard <laughs> because a lot of things don't support it. And um, a lot of the games don't support it. So it's, it's kind of cool that you did. I know you were capturing. I know, I know how Dust did it because he's like one of my good friends. But I know Dust um, was capturing a console with his Mac. And it worked great. But um, yeah, Mac streaming is really hard. And for the most of you, that's going to be a rough, rough upgrade path over time. But yeah, PS4, Mac, then to PC. Uh, Asian anime dude says, I started off PC. It was built... 
um, was using built-in Logitech C920 mic. Oh, wow. I didn't. That's awesome. Um, and like I said, going back to what I said earlier, use what you have. Don't break the bank. Just start streaming and then upgrade over time. Kind of analyze your needs and buy those needs that would make the stream better. Don't overspend um, until you get to like huge professional level or you really start to see this paying off. Then you can start going crazy with your setups. But uh, word from the wise here, don't do what I did and go crazy with your setups. Stay as minimal as possible and go forward. Yeah, the 920 mic served me for a while. Just use filters to cut out noise plus gate. There you go. James says, I am not, not sure I'm the best example. Started PC and still PC. It's always good, man. And a lot of people will start PC. A lot of people will start with their PC right away. Um, but and back when I started on console, the, the fun thing about console is they had a place for on Twitch for console streamers and they were kind of mixed in, but you can, they also separated that on the front page. Don't know if they do that anymore. So it may not be great to start streaming off of console unless you just want to get your feet wet. And if that's all you have, that's all you have. SNES plus PC plus C920 and current mic setup. My man. Well, James is an interesting, James is an interesting setup. So he has the super advanced PC setup. He has a Threadripper 16 core. He also has a 32 core Threadripper. He has a Ryzen 2700X. I think you have an 8700K or an 8600K. I don't remember your other Intel system, but he's got like all top tier PC specs, like water cooled crazy stuff. And he streams retro games. So yeah, he's a, he's got an interesting one. I shipped that Intel CPU out. Oh, I got you. Um, let's see. Shino7 said, Blue Yeti C920 GTX 780. Still have all of those. That is freaking incredible. Would not recommend buying a 780 now because there are better stuff. But if you have a 780, keep it because it's a great um, graphics card. What helped me out over time was switching to pro um, processor Ryzen 7. And that is a very good point um, that we will get into another podcast. Ryzen 7 is a good upgrade path, and that's why I choose Ryzen. The Ryzen 1600X is a Ryzen 5 processor. 16, or yeah, the 1600X is 6 core, 12 threads. The 2600 and the 2600X are 6 cores, 12 threads. They will do more than enough for you starting out, and they are very, very, very strong processors. But your upgrade path is going to be Ryzen 7. For all of you starters out there that have enough money in your budget to go with it, get R7s because they are fantastic. Actually upgraded like not too long ago is this Asian anime dude for everybody listening on Anchor. Upgraded uh, like not too long ago before the Ryzen's release because I wasn't paying attention. Definitely regret it. Yeah, Ryzen is what I currently use. Let me talk about my current setup. So my current setup started with a Core i5, R9-390, and 8 gigs of RAM. Then I upgraded to a, I upgraded my motherboard and my processor to a Intel Core i7 Extreme 5820K, or the Enthusiast platform, that's an X99 platform, a Gigabyte Ultra Gaming motherboard, 
and I kept the R9 390, eventually sold it and got a GTX 1070 with 16 gigs of RAM. I had 16 gigs total of RAM, and then um, over time I upgraded to, well, something happened. I had a power surge, or I guess it was like a motherboard overvolt, a BIOS update passed on my Gigabyte motherboard, and it fried my i7-5820K, my graphics card, my RAM, Every, the only thing that didn't get affected was my um, capture card, my HD60 Pro. And that, that's an internal capture card. And the community from True Gaming decided, like, really wanted me to be a part of this charity stream that was going. So they got together. Uh, it was actually Ildotori and Silicon Century that got the entire community together. And... Um, Everybody started donating money so I could be a part of the community. And this was a week before the community um, stream for Stack Up. We were going to be on the front page of Twitch. And I was super bummed because it was a week before it happened. And I, I didn't have the money to, or well, everything under warranty wasn't going to be back beforehand. So they got all of the money together to buy me a new processor and motherboard. And, um, yeah, so this PC now, my Ryzen processor and my motherboard were purchased by the True Gaming community. This is the True Gaming community White Shadow PC. I have a Ryzen 7 1700, and I have an Asus Crosshair Hero 6 motherboard. And then um, my 1070 actually died on me, so a good friend of mine, Agent Rando, had just upgraded to a 1080 Ti and sent me his GTX 1080. So I am using his GTX 1080 for the time being until I upgrade to something better in the future. And um, we'll cover like my setup and why it's there in a different, um, different podcast. But guys, that about does it for um, this podcast. We've gone for right around an hour. I think the entire meat and potatoes of the podcast was 45 minutes. And then, of course, we opened it up to viewer questions. So if you guys um, have any further questions, feel free to join the Discord. If you're on Anchor or YouTube, that will be posted in the show notes down below or the description. And um, join the Discord. My email will be down there for you guys. And I hope this has been somewhat educational to you guys or everybody out there. Um, going forward, I think the next kind of episode we're going to talk about the differences in microphones because that seems to be a hot topic with people but if you have any questions that you guys would like answered or topics that you guys would like talked about on twitch tech be sure to hit me up on all of my social media and come hang out with us in discord but guys that about wraps it up for this i appreciate you all being here i appreciate you all being here so freaking much for this first episode i am super 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 stoked for this uh podcast and i hope it helps out as many people as possible. So guys, without further ado, that about does it for this podcast. I'll see you in the next episode.